You're listening to the Mother Your Mindset podcast, the podcast which spotlights inspiring moms of all sorts. My name is Marissa, and in this series, I share stories from all kinds of moms, including whatever the journey of motherhood has to offer. Although being a mom is one of the greatest gifts in our lives, it doesn't need to stop there. And since we all carry out our mom role in our own different ways, I hope these conversations inspire connection and support you in your own journey. Hello, you. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you're doing well. We're heading into quite some colder and darker days here in Amsterdam. I would say at time of recording this intro, we're almost heading into November. And just thinking about this made me realize we're still in the midst of this pandemic, which just keeps on going. Personally, I thought or hoped that we would have this behind us right now, but yeah, here we are. In any case, I still hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and hopefully we have some of a lookout as we think about the holidays coming up, right? Let's make sure we spend some extra time with the people that matter to the most of us, if the situations allow for it, of course. I feel everyone can use some extra TLC these days. So, for this episode, I decided to switch the energy a little for you women, you mamas listening. I was listening to quite some interesting research and updates around how women have been hit hard during this pandemic. I'm sure you all know this already, but let me just briefly take a step back before we turn things around. Overall, through this pandemic, women's employment has been a focal concern. We saw that women's employment declined more than that of men, and especially women also have been shouldered more of the caregiving burden during the pandemic. Not only have most of us lost uh, our jobs, or when I talk about us, I talk about women in general, from the beginning of the pandemic on, but we're also exhausted right now. From the demands of childcare, housework, you name it. And the thing is now, there's also this perspective that there's no path ahead, but just to quit working for some of us. And so here's what's happening right now. So the actual fear that women would be set back decades has not played out yet. Looking at employment rates relatively to men on a global scale, we actually see that women over the past period have returned to work just as rapidly as men have. In addition, and I think that's really interesting, is that the pandemic has changed our expectations and behaviors in the labor market Companies are now actually experiencing higher churn rates since both women and men are looking for new jobs right now. They're changing industries, you name it. It's happening at a higher rate than before the pandemic. So regardless of the gender, what we're seeing right now in the research, or at least as what I heard, is that with over 50% um, of those in the labor force are saying right now that they want to seek a new employer over the coming year. And this is research from this year. Many parents in this case, so fathers and mothers to be clear, do not plan on returning to their pre-pandemic working patterns. So while women are returning to the labor market, they may be returning on very different terms. Interesting, right? And so after hearing all the news about women being hit the hardest, It for me seems a nice opportunity to turn things around for now and for a change and really evaluate how you want to return 
air quotes, to the labor market. I'm not saying work here, uh, just because I know that most of us have continued to work during during this pandemic. So taking care of our kids, uh, working remotely, or, you know, just the same as always. And so in this episode, which you're about to hear, I wanted to share my conversation with an expert in personal branding and female empowerment. Note, the focus in this um, episode is not on your regular moments with moms for a change. In this conversation, I'm talking to Nancy Polian. Nancy has been a marketing and branding professional for years. Working in the entertainment industry, she has been responsible for the launch of new entertainment products and she guided the careers of a diverse group of music artists. Back in 2011, Nancy founded Branded Personalities, which is a creative branding company, and not much later, Branded You was born. And this is a personal branding program built to accelerate the careers of women in business. So Nancy started Branded You to advance gender equality and empowerment of women. And through her Branded You personal branding program, she also organizes seminars, retreats, masterclasses, online courses to help women make themselves more visible. So in the end, it benefits their career. Now, over the past years, Nancy has been flaming through, I would say, and built a large network around her consisting of entertainment professionals, um, also corporate business professionals, and creative entrepreneurs. And as you will hear in a second, she is a devoted speaker on the matters of personal branding and female empowerment. I must say, during our conversation, her energy and power definitely came through, and she for sure sparked my thinking on today's topic. So, you know, I'll just stop talking right now because Nancy has a way more inspiring and eloquent way to talk about it. So without further ado, here's my talk with Nancy. Enjoy. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. Good morning, Marissa. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I'm over the moon to have you on my (laughs) podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time and spending some time with me to talk about well, yourself, Brendan, you, and of course, your personal insights with regards to, well, what we've been through this year. Yeah. Um, so I've shared a bit with our listeners about you, but maybe you could just start off with telling a bit about yourself and Brendan, you. Yeah, well, you know, I started Brendan, you, because I was working as a volunteer for TEDx Amsterdam Women about 10 years ago. I had just started my company. I'd left Um, my career in the music industry as a music executive and you know I was 37 and I just wanted something new and I was really inspired by all the storytelling talks at TEDx Amsterdam Women and I could see that those TED talks were not just really motivating me empowering me but they were doing a lot for other women I thought why are we only doing this once a year and I really wanted to figure out a way of helping women move forward um, and my expertise is marketing and branding. And that's when I thought, you know what, it's all about visibility. Let's, you know, en- encourage women to become more visible and, you know, develop these personal branding seminars. So it really started with seminars where I would just put women, real life role models on stage and have them talk about, you know, how they built their network, how they got rid of their limiting beliefs, how they um, focused on their strengths, were able to change perception or become visible. And, you know, the audience really, um, you know, loved that. And, and, and gradually, and it was really organically, um, I started developing courses. And it's been over seven and a half years now. And I can't believe it went so fast. 
Um, but now Branded You is like an ecosystem. You know, we organize uh, seminars. I've even got a board of believers in female leadership breakfast that I organize four times a year. Um, we were only able to do it three times last year because of Corona and, and hopefully we'll do it again in September this year where I really invite all diversity and inclusion managers of different companies and C-suite level um, men and women to, to come and talk to me about getting more women in leadership. Um, we've got events like Men as Advocates for Women's Visibility. We've got Women's Visibility Week and Amplifier, the Vis Women's Visibility Conference happening on the 1st of November. We've got e-courses that are long, but also that are you know really uh, fast track courses like Heart, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. We take female leaders to Spain with Lead to Empower, where we're really encouraging them to take on this role model position because one of the things that you know, is increasing this visibility gap is the fact that there aren't enough role models. And we all know about the old boys club, club, you know, we all know about men helping men. And for me, women who are at a certain level need to be visible. And a lot of the time we, we just feel uncomfortable and we're too humble. Mm -hmm. uh, and we think we got lucky when we're in that position. We're not actually amplifying our position so other women can see what they can also become you know they can see okay if marissa has this position then i can do it as well and they can learn from you know your um challenges and how you got there so we need this diverse group of stories from diverse groups of women to to really be visible so you know i really believe in the statement you can't be what you can see and i think that that statement is what encourages me every single day to get women to become visible, but also to get more role models visible, also to make more men aware of the qualities of women um, and to really work towards a more equal world where we're involved in all of the decision making. We're involved in you know, the strategies, the vision of not just the businesses, but also of the world. And it's needed. I really think it's time for feminine leadership. I think it's time for a, a more balanced out leadership. I'm not saying we, we can't use the masculine kind of leadership, but now it's only that. And I really think it, there's, there's need for a more balanced out, you know, um, sure. you need feminine leadership. And I, and I want to say that the feminine qualities are soft qualities because I know a lot of women that can, you know, really have a hard skills as well, but I'm just saying it's more human skills. It's, it's just a different kind of skill set. You know, our brains work are wired differently. We think differently. We approach things differently. So, um, you know, we our 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 perspectives are needed. You mm -hmm. know, it's it's just a different way of approaching things. That was a long introduction, wasn't it, Marissa? Well, it was a very inspiring one, really, and and really resonates with with me personally, and I can assume also to some of well, most of the listeners here, because the women listening mostly to this podcast are moms working or ambitious women I would say who are really aspiring to you know take up their life and next take up their life and next level and see where they can move but the thing you're saying about you know you cannot be what you can see that is also what you know I'm trying to well not make visual but at least share the stories through my podcast about you know these are all women talking about their stories and and you know you can be you can be your own best self in a way. But Marissa, you have to be visible as well because I want to know what motivates you. I want to know, you know, what's your purpose and, and mm -hmm. not just, you know, what we tend to do as women is, because I used to do this as well, because, you know, mm -hmm. when I used to work with music artists, I was always the person backstage. 
And it was so hard. I remember the first seminars that I organized for Branded You. I actually put the editor-in-chief of Red Magazine as the presenter, as the host of the day mm-hmm. on stage. And people were like, why aren't you doing it? You know, you've got the passion. You've got the, um, the story. You know why you're doing this. And it really took a while for me. It looked like it took like nine months before I realized, yeah, I should be the presenter. I should be the host. I should be the moderator. I should really do this. And now, you know, I'm the one that really gets excited being on stage. And in the beginning, it was so scary. It was really super scary. But, you know, it's just getting out of your comfort zone. And the beginnings are always awful. You know, you're just like so nervous and you don't want to make mistakes. And now it's now now for me, it's, you know, the message that I want to put out there when when I go on stage is that this is not about me. This is about the audience. It's about helping the audience. And so that makes me really comfortable being on stage because I know I'm not doing it for myself. I know I'm really doing it to help women move forward. And that makes me a little bit more relaxed. And even though it sometimes still gets uncomfortable, um, you know, maybe you wore the wrong heels or, um, you know, um, the audience is a little bit stiff or whatever. Um, you just work through it because you just keep focusing on your purpose. You keep focusing on that thing you want to pay forward. Yeah. And that's where the magic happens, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think you strike, you strike upon a really interesting thing. Like, you know, we need more women um, on the forefront. We need more leaders and at least have them more visible and you work across the, uh, their ambitions and their purpose. But also looking back at specifically this interesting one and a half almost two years here what we've also seen statistically is that women have been hit hardest by this pandemic career-wise as well it doesn't matter if you were a mother or just you know not a mother in this case there was no difference but what we did see was that women were impacted hard not only in terms of their careers but also um I would say growth-wise personally, um, and I'm focusing more, of course, on work-wise because that is where women more have been dropped out of the, I would say, career ladders and the careers globally. So from your expert perspective, I was just wondering, did you notice something over this past one and a half year, um, anything particular happening or seeing around you, um, and then specifically focusing on women and their visibilities and their careers? Yeah, so we've had these numbers come in from abroad, and I'm sure that they're happening in, in Holland as well, because women tend to be the ones that take on all the roles. You know, we just want to do it all. We believe that we can multitask. Um, and even though women have been the hardest hits, I, I always tend to look at the future and think, hmm, what's going to happen in the future? Did we really get out, get off the career ladder? Or was it just a temporary thing? Because as you know, there's a big, big, big need for qualified employees. Employers at this moment are having a really, you know, uh, having a hard time finding the right people to work for them. This, this is such a big opportunity for us. It's an opportunity to really go after the roles that we want, to get the pay, you know, the salary that we want and hopefully, you know, close the pay gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really trying to last year I, I I had a lot of these conversations about women being hit hardest and I really want to change that conversation towards okay this is a time of opportunity there's a lot of things that are happening especially in Holland I'm not quite sure what what's going on in the rest of the world I'm not that specialized but what what I can see in Holland is that there there is a, a high need for employees 
I think there's even more jobs available on the job market right now as we speak in August than there are people that are you know, uh, unemployed. So I really think this is an opportunity to go after the roles that we really want and take risks, you know, get out of our comfort zones and just really be ballsy about it. And a way to do that, ladies, listen up. The best way to do that is to go and network. It's just that's when you find out what roles are really great for you. You've got to find a great way of networking and, you know, build a tribe, build, build a sisterhood with women, but also build, you know, a tribe of men that really can support you. Because to me, I always say it's not just what you know, it's also who you know. And it's the right combination of your knowledge, talent, experience, but also your network, the people that talk about you, the people that are your fans, you know, the people that are your cheerleaders. And this is something that women just don't realize enough how important networking is and how important that is. So for me, visibility is not about putting yourself out there on social media and talking. Visibility is also about people knowing about you. So the right people knowing about you. And, you, you know, I know a lot of people that a lot of women that are great networkers that aren't even, you know, they don't even have a social media profile. We tend to look at social media as a visibility tool. But I say the biggest visibility tool that you will have is your network. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can do this on WhatsApp. You can do this by having coffee with the right people. I mean, over the last few months, and I really survived Corona by having these coffee dates. You know, we couldn't go out and sit somewhere, but we went out for walks in parks. We talked mm -hmm. to people on the phone and, you know, we had Zoom calls. We just kept in touch with each other. It's all about connection. And we are so good at connecting with women, with people, I mean, as general women are. Um, so for me, it's all about building these relationships, building these connections and, you know, not selling yourself, but making sure that people know the value that you bring. So when that job opening comes up, that you're the first person on their mind, you're relevant to them. So for me, networking is something that I'm always saying to women. This is why I'm organizing these events, yeah. because I want women to come out there and meet each other, learn from each other, hearing stories, be inspired. But not just that, but really give them these tools of saying, you know, this is how I build my network. That's why story sharing is so important, but also then going out there when there's a break, when there's a breakout session and doing the work and connecting with women and finding like-minded women that, you know, will have your back. Yeah. So you mentioned definitely the word networking here. And sometimes when people hear the word networking, you know, their hairs flare up and they think, ooh, what's that? So what would one simple step, first step, would you advise to women listening right now who have that reaction to networking? What would you say there? Well, that's just old school. You know, that's the way that we were brought up thinking, okay, we've got to have our business cards. We've got to go out there and talk to people that we so, you know, need in our lives to move up the career ladder. And for me, that's not what networking is about. Networking is about just one thing. What do I have in common with you? Why do I like you? Right? So you and I, Marissa, we've got this whole female leadership in common, we could talk probably talk about this for hours, right? It's not going to be a task. It's not going to be a task. I mean, we could go out to a yoga class together and dinner and just spend a day talking about this subject because we're so passionate about it. 
So for me, networking is really finding like-minded people. You can do that on social media. You know, the women that you follow on social media or the men that you follow, they do something that you love. They do something that interests you. They do something that, and that's how I network. I don't network with people that I think are assholes or because, you know, let's say somebody says to me, oh, you really need to talk to so-and-so from that company because they will help you. And then, and I look at that person and I'm like, mm, I'm not sure if they're my kind of person or, you know, that company is not even sustainable or I don't see that they've got a diverse group of people working for them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're really my kind of person. Um, I'm not sure I would try it, but, you know, if people aren't your kind of people, then don't network with them. Yeah. So for me, networking is fun because it's a way to meet people that you know, I can really connect with, that I get passionate, enthusiastic about, that will motivate me, that I really admire. So it's a fun thing. It's like going to a club and just talking to people that you love. Remember when we used to go to clubs? I mean, I'm 47 Way, way now. back. <laughs> I know, but you said I'm 47, so it's not really that I go to clubs. <laughs> I really love going to festivals. I really uh-huh. miss festivals, you know, like Naughty Jazz and whatever. Um, or lowlands just you know i think that would have happened this weekend actually yeah yeah um, but oh, just going out to festivals having a beer or a wine or whatever you do and just talking to people about the band that you saw you know which is a subject that you love and just connecting to me that's what networking is so i do go to events where i know i will love the speakers i will be inspired and the women that are or men that are in the audience will probably inspire me or so I just talk to people that have a really great vibe, you know, and, and that are my kind of people. And that's how I've built my network. People are always saying, oh, my God, Nancy, you know, so many great people. And I'm like, oh, my God, I put this out to the universe. I put it out because every day that I wake up, I'm just telling the universe, bring me great people. Even for my events, I want to work with partners that are enthusiastic. I don't want to convince you how important this event is so you can become a partner or a sponsor. I want you to be as enthusiastic about it as I am. I don't want women to be convinced to come to my event. I want them to say, yes, I need this like water. You know, I'm looking forward to it. So that's how I network. You make it sound like fun. It is fun. It is. Yeah, (laughs) it is. And, you know, for me, I personally, when I started like almost a decade ago in my career letter, I found it horrifying. But then along the way, you see it becomes easier. You just know certain people in your network and they'll always be willing to help you out if they know so-and-so. And, you know, if it doesn't feel good, I totally agree with you. It doesn't feel It's good not about that. selling. It's about connecting. Yeah. Find out what you have in common with each other, you know, like, Hey, so Marissa, you know, you're at a party, you smile at each other. You've got this open grade. You're, you're just like, Hey, Marissa. So I'm here because of so-and-so and why are you here? Or just try to find commonalities like, um, Oh, so what field are you working in? Because, you know, I do this and that. Oh, are you passionate about this article? Oh, I read this article. Just talk about stuff that interests you, but always show a genuine interest in the other. Because a lot of the time when people network, they want to sell something. Mm-hmm. That's not how I network. If I network because I have a goal of selling myself then or selling my product, I always feel uncomfortable. But if I have a goal of finding out who's this person in front of me, Mm-hmm. Do I have stuff in common with them? Are they passionate about this subject? Do they like this subject? Then, then it's easy, you know? Yeah, for sure. And you make it even sound easy during this pandemic. You know, you went out for walks, you went out for coffee. So what is your personal lesson if you look back in this past? The best lesson is after. to keep in touch. Yeah. 
because I think I panicked for the first two days, like the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th of March of 2020. I felt this really horrible pain in my stomach. You know, it, it happened in the middle of the night because I was on my phone, which you should never do in the middle of the night, and <laughs> saw that Donald Trump had suspended travel to America. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, shit, is it the fan? So I woke up in the morning, got out of bed, took a shower, went to the Albert Heijn, to the grocery store at like eight o'clock in the morning and got <laughs> my shopping because I'm always the person that has nothing in their house, right? So <laughs> I was like, okay, this, we might be, you know, in for the long haul. And so just, were you also a toilet paper kind of person at that moment? No, or? no, but I did buy toilet paper. But what I also did is I just made sure that I called my mom and I was like, do you have enough groceries? Because I'm thinking we might have to stay in for a while. And I never cook. I'm always like out meeting people, whatever, order food. So I was just like, I need to stock my fridge. I need to have food in my house. So that was the first thing I did, which was really good because that meant that I could actually, you know, um, um, uh, avoid all of the toilet paper stuff because, you know, I had enough. Oh, that one. And, um, and then I just started doing breathing exercises and then something hit me and I was like, if I'm feeling like this, other people must as well. So I just started calling people like, hey, hey, how are you doing? What's going on with you? And then me and my team were like, let's do something fun. So I called up, actually, she called me, this um, woman, this owner of uh, a company called Bites We Love. She called me and she was like, and I was like, how are you doing? She's like, I'm okay. It's a bit tough. And I'm like, oh, it's crazy. She's like, yeah, we even have a card, you know, saying how nut nutty this situation is. And then I said, why don't we send this card with your nuts to all these people, you know? It's a great way to make you visible and it's a great way for me to be in touch with, you know, my network. So I just started doing that, just sending packages of food and writing stuff like, oh, these are nutty times, but we'll get through them. And, you know, female empowerment or whatever. I just yeah. wrote text and, and we just stayed in contact. So for me, connection is my lesson learned, mm -hmm. even though it looks like we were all disconnected from each other because we had to stay at home. At least we had our phones, man. I mean, we could just call each other and have long conversations and just figure out what the other person was doing or what we are doing and just help each other through it. So for me, connection was the way to get through it. Awesome. I think connection is so powerful in that sense, even if it's just a two-second message, right? I yeah. Mean, wow. So... I'm also just curious to see, because I've seen you've been organizing the Amplifier Her event, which is coming up very soon, am I right? Yeah. I mean, if everything goes well, uh, Rutte, our prime minister, said that the 1st of November is when all the restrictions will have been lifted. So, And that's the actual date for Amplifier, the 1st of November. So I'm calling it Fee Day. You know, like maybe it's our, our visibility day and we're all free again or something. Yeah. Like be free in Dutch means freedom. Yeah. So awesome, awesome. So I would say some closing words from Nancy here. You know, what is the key lesson or insight which you would like to share with other women as we now slowly, hopefully move out of this pandemic? What would you say to them? Be yourself. That's always my key message of everything. 
And it's the hardest thing to do. It's so easy to become a copycat in the world, to look at somebody's life and think, oh, she's got it all. She's, she's got beauty. She's got, you know, a husband or the perfect career. She's slim or whatever. And I'm always saying to women, don't look at that. You have no idea what the other person is going through internally. Just work on your own shit, you know, and be yourself. And always being yourself is a process of growth because you change as a person. Mm -hmm. I posted something on Instagram the other day and it said something like, you know, people always think that I'm changing and that means that I'm fake. I'm not being fake. You know, I'm just growing. This is, mm -hmm. this is what we're supposed to go through, you know, through life. We, be, we go from being caterpillar to being a butterfly and it's always this process of growth. So being myself also means being really aware of who I want to be in this world, the kind of person I want to be. So let's say, for instance, you and I get into an argument and I'm very reactive and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, because I, I am the, the, I'm a big cursor and I feel really bad about it. The next time I would be like, OK, who do I want to be? Do I really want to win this argument and then break up this relationship or do I want to, you know, be more sensitive to what the other person is feeling and why this argument means so much to them so that means that the next time I go into an argument with a person I'm a different person mm -hmm. because I choose to be that person mm -hmm. um, and you know being yourself means looking at what feels good for you from the inside you know what really you know motivates you to be a good person in this world um, what are your core values you know what 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 do you really think is important and have you got those people around you? You know, are you really motivated to do the stuff that you're doing? Are you inspired? Maybe that word is even better than motivated. You know, are you inspired to do stuff or are you, because motivated feels like you have to, you know, really do it, but being inspired feels like, oh, I'll just do it. Right. Yeah. So it's a different way of looking at it, but um, being yourself authentically is so hard. You know, I catch myself when I'm like, oh, my God, this feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I have a choice. Do I do this to make the other person feel good? Or do I do this because I know in the long run it will be more, you know, it will be better? Or, you know, am I holding myself back because I'm afraid? Or am I doing this out of love? Yeah. You know, that's another thing with being yourself that you really know that you're doing all of the stuff that you're doing out of love instead of fear. Fear makes us, you know, it prevents us from taking steps. It prevents us from taking risks. It prevents us from going after that, that we really want to do in life and shining, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So be yourself. Yeah. And like you just mentioned with that example, it's not always easy. No. And that is something which sometimes there's this perception, like I need to do what feels good for me. But some people, whenever it starts to rub, they just choose the other direction still. Yeah, but that's it. You know, growth is not always easy. It's painful. I'm, I'm going through a process now that I feel like, oh, my God, I'm really growing. I'm, I'm discovering things about myself that I've hid away. Um, and I'm, I now realize that the best thing that I'll be working on for the rest of my life is myself. Wow. You know, um, and... And it's not the other person, you know, when you, for instance, have a relationship, you're like, oh, I just wish he would behave in that way. And then my life would be perfect. <laughs> but what about changing that perspective and thinking, well, maybe if I respond differently or if I come at it with more empathy and compassion, that person will also respond differently. So I saw this interview once by Kevin Hart, you know, the comedian. Mm -hmm. 
And he explained how he used to have a really bad relationship with his ex-wife, who he has two kids of, and he has this new marriage, right? His new wife. And he just went into therapy and discovered that he could change that relationship by changing himself and the way that he approached her. And he was like, as soon as I started doing that, she started changing. She started being kinder, more compassionate. And, you know, a lot, it, it is really true what people say, change happens within. You yeah. can't expect a situation to change from the outside. You have to be the person that changes. Yeah. And then that situation will change. So if you want people to see you for what you're worth, you have to do that work from the inside and show them that you're worth that. Yeah. They're not going to miraculously see it. It's your responsibility to show it to them. As within, so without, right? Thank you so much, Nancy. I think this has been a very inspiring, but also a powerful conversation. And I love the way you framed everything so easy, yet also well, you mentioned yourself inspiring, but also really empowering for everyone listening. So I just wanted to thank you for your time. And I wish you a lot of luck with, you know, all the developments coming up and that everything goes well for V-Day, as you call it. <laughs> and I'm looking yes, forward to hearing more about it. Thank you, Nancy. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Marissa. Thank you for doing this for women. You know, thank you for your selflessness. And for inviting me, it was a pleasure. I hope everybody got something out of it and we were being helpful. I'm sure they will. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. If you're still here, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. The Moments with Moms talks are a part of the Mother Your Mindset platform. You'll find more information about the platform and my coaching programs on motheryourmindset.com. Want to stay in touch? Be sure to follow me on Instagram on Marissa underscore Landman.